Well, this morning I wanted to read to you from Luke 1, verse 46 and 47. It goes like this. It's, the, it's Mary's response to the angel's news. She said this, and Mary said, My soul glorifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. So simple. I wanted to talk to you today about how we can rejoice and why we should rejoice in the Lord or delight ourselves in the Lord. Well, how do we do that? How do we rejoice ourselves in the Lord? Well, actually, it's easy to rejoice in some things, isn't it? It's easy to delight ourselves in trifle or it's easy to delight ourselves in peppermint crisp tart <laughs> or in maybe some wonderful um, roast lamb over Christmas time. But sometimes it's difficult to delight ourselves in the Lord, isn't it? But we obediently do it because we are instructed to do so. So we delight ourselves in his precepts, as David says. Well, so what do we do? I think firstly, if, if we struggle to delight ourselves in the Lord, because we know it's good to, if we struggle to, we should pray. We should ask God for new eyes. So early in Psalm 119, it says, Open my eyes, Lord, that I might behold wondrous things out of your law. And then later in Psalm 119, verse 103, it says, How sweet are your words to my taste, sweeter than honey to my mouth. So David, earlier on in the psalm, is praying, Lord, open my eyes to the wondrous things in your word. And then a hundred verses later, actually, or soon, sooner rather than later, he says that the words are like honey. So we should join David and ask God to give us fresh eyes. Let us look at your word with delightful eyes um, and not with burdensome eyes like we sometimes do. None of us naturally delight in God's word. We need to ask him to give us taste buds so that when we look at it and taste it, that it tastes good. So let's ask God to give us new taste buds, fresh eyes for his word, to have a distaste for darkness and to have a new desire for the heavenly. So our prayer should be, Lord, give me fresh eyes. Open the eyes of my heart, as that old song says. But also, give me a taste for your word. And give me a distaste for darkness, so that I might rejoice in your precepts like David did. Secondly, you have to believe that God is actually for you. You have to believe that God is actually for you. You can't delight in the Lord if you don't believe that he is for you. Now, maybe I'm alone in this. I don't know if you want to put up your hand to say that maybe that's you. this is you sometimes I'm about to describe. But sometimes we doubt that God is for us. We think God might be sending some calamity our way. We might think God is absent. We might think that um, God forgot about a certain prayer we've been praying. You have to hold firm and believe and have faith that God is for you. Last week, I spoke about us having faith in future grace that God is preparing something for us. You have to believe that God is for you. And also, you can't enjoy God if you're not sure that he is for you even. Can you enjoy a relationship with somebody if you think that that person is not for you, doesn't have your heart, doesn't think that you are great? The same goes with our relationship with the Lord. You have to believe that he is for you. And if you're constantly thinking he's dissatisfied or disappointed in you, or he doesn't hear you, then 
I don't think you'll be able to delight in him. But praise be to God, we can delight in him on the foundation of his delighting and acceptance of us. That is why I delight in the Lord, because he delights in me and he accepted me and he is for me. And I lift up my, I I elevate my faith in the fact that he is for me. And I find my heart rejoicing more and more. He has accepted me. And also John 1 tells us from his fullness, we have received grace instead of grace already given. So I want to encourage you to ask God to pray, to to, um, give you fresh eyes, to give you new taste buds, a distaste for darkness and a appetite for the heavenly. Then also that I'm praying that you'd believe that he is for you. And then also I'm praying that you would fully embrace the fullness of grace, fully embrace the fullness of his grace. Well, what will the result be of your rejoicing? Because I think that those three things will result in rejoicing. But what will the result of your rejoicing be? You see, if we look at Psalm 37 verse 4, which is quite well known, it says, Delight yourself also in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. It means he will give you new desires, heavenly desires. He will shape your desires. So when we delight, God shapes and he grants us holy desires. Delight yourself in the Lord and you will never thirst again. So maybe today you want to sing with me or sit back and relax as um, we sing a song of worship. And this is called Emmanuel, or I call it Mary's song. So this is Mary's song and um, that we wrote as a church together. Emmanuel, you're drawing 
Thank you, Father, that you have drawn close, that you are God with us, Emmanuel. Father, I pray that we would join in Mary's response and in David's response over this Christmas season to say that we delight ourselves in you. We delight ourselves in your precepts that are sweet like honey to our taste. Father, we pray for fresh eyes, for new taste buds who have a distaste for darkness and for a taste for the heavenly. Father, I pray that you would shape us, mold us as we delight ourselves in you. And we know that we will never, ever thirst again. In Jesus' perfect name we pray. Amen.